Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, everyone. This is Stephanie Rule, your NHA podcast host, and I'd like to welcome you to our November 2019 podcast. Our topic for this month is living with intention, providing foster youth with a safe and nurturing home. This is part of our podcast series that we have been have dedicated to living with intention by embracing nurtured heart with your full being during challenging life situations. Subscribe to our NHA podcast through iTunes or Blog Talk Radio so you can receive notifications about new episodes every month. You can find the Children's Success Foundation on social media by searching CSF is Greatness. You can explore our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com, to find a trainer near you. Or if you're ready to notch up your understanding of nurture and art to even deeper levels, you can register for our upcoming Certification Training Intensive, or CTI, in Tucson this January. Registration is now open on our website, and the Early Bird Special ends on December 1st. I am excited to introduce my guest for today's show. I have had the honor of getting to know this incredibly dedicated Nurtured Heart Advanced Trainer over the last year, and she brings so much valuable experience in the Nurtured Heart approach, both professionally and personally, to the table today. I'm grateful to share some podcast airwaves with my guest, Don Kowalczyk, today. And Don has been in the behavioral health field for over 20 years and has extensive clinical work in outpatient, in-home, residential, and school-based services. In addition to being a licensed marriage and family therapist, she has diverse administrative experience in development, performance improvement, program management, training, and supervision. Her current area of expertise is training and coaching on effective strategies and practices in order to promote trauma-informed and healing-centered care within New Jersey's Children's System of Care at Rutgers University through the SAMHSA-funded Promising Path to Success grant. She has been practicing and implementing Nurtured Heart for 13 years and has been an advanced trainer for three years. She also coordinates the grant's statewide Nurtured Heart Approach trainer community, which has over 350 certified trainers and has trained over 20,000 hours to date and counting. Dawn is an Air Force veteran, a former resource parent, and a Department of Child Protection and Permanency adoptive parent. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Thank you, Stephanie. It's- Thanks so much for having me on today. You're super welcome. It's a total honor for me to have you on this on the show. Um, all the work you you and your team have been doing out there in New Jersey is just incredible, incredible stuff. And so it's my pleasure to have you on and 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 hear about um, what's going on in your life from a different perspective, not necessarily from the what what is New Jersey doing out there with Nurtured Heart Approach, but from the from the Dawn perspective of your own personal life. So I'm really, really honored to have you here today. Thank so you. Dawn, in, you're welcome. In thinking about, or from, sorry, in thinking from the perspective of a foster parent who could potentially be listening to our podcast today and maybe even potentially feeling lost in the current portfolio of their newly fostered children 
And for our listeners out there who may not know Nurtured Heart that well, a portfolio is what a person believes to be true about who they are on the inside, which is gathered through their cumulative life experiences, both positive and negative. Um, so, Don, what would you tell the, the foster parents out there that might be listening to our show about the Nurtured Heart approach and how it works as a foster parent? Wow, great. Um, excellent way to just jump right in here with um, just what Nurture Heart has done for me in terms of um, my own foster parent career, a re- being a resource parent, um, and um, and how how it's really, I don't think I would have been able to um, when I was at that point when I first went to my first training um, by Howard Glasser that I would probably not have um, realized um, what I have today. I mean, this has been just such a game changer. So, um, mm-hmm. but I think it takes some time. I think when I was thinking about my own entry, entry into the, into being a foster parent, you know, I was you think about portfolio and I think that you see who you could be for someone else and you have a calling, of course, that, and your own portfolio, kind of a, where you're at maybe in life on the outside um, that makes you think, oh, I have more to give. I can do this. And for me, it was, you know, hey, you know, I have this sense of my military background. I have this this default setting almost like that's hardwired to serve and be selfless and sacrifice for others and combine them with my mental health Um experience being a therapist. It's like I have these skills, I have this education, I have this mm-hmm. context, this advantage, right? And I then I had um, freedom and opportunity where, wow, I think this is really what I could do with my um, time as a parent. So, and of course I had my intensity, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I saw what it could be and I also had firsthand experience with the need for it, the need for good people to make this commitment, which is not easy. I mean, I know a lot of people, when they realized I was a resource parent, they're like, oh, my goodness, my goodness, I've always thought about maybe one day, or I really admire that, and you hear that all the time. But I don't think I could do it. You know, people say I would just get too attached. And, you know, so it's definitely something that if you're – if you are doing it, or even if you're thinking of doing it, um, but if you are doing it, you really get that piece of it about how to kind of really want to to provide that environment for transformation, but also mm-hmm. being so energized around the hope that this young person um, can one day be reuni- reunified with their family, with mm-hmm. their biological parents. It's um, it's even it's a, it's like an attachment to to something far more grand, right? To where that they want to be and where they um, where they want to go. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, so that was just really driving me. And um, so you kind of just get thrown right into it. I mean, they give you all these um, you know inspections and trainings and so forth. But in the end of the day, like I know for myself, the first day I was license when I got the actual license in the mail saying okay you know your license as a resource parent you have you know room for these many children and um, I mean for myself I just said you know 
I, I'll just accept any, any and all, you know, and um, they say, well, the likelihood of you getting older children is really high because most people want the little ones and the size of that, whatever, you know, I really trusted in, in the process that whoever I was sent was whoever I was meant to have. And, mm-hmm. but that same day I got licensed, I got the call. <laughs> and wow. then it just became this, um, I think of it too, is like, maybe I wasn't a parent, you know, in a sense, an active parent of, of people that are, you know, under 18 and, and under 21, um, or um, maybe all but like 10 years of intense resource parenting. But it's like a pressure cooker kind of parenting environment, though. So it's like an instapot for like all of a sudden that one day, like my life changed very fast. And, you know, I instantly had um, a high school junior, an infant, and a third grader um, a couple months later. Like, and it just, and, you know, children that were not, uh, that were a set different race than me and culture and even just a different setting and so it's kind of like this adventure, and at the at the outset, your your who you are on the outside drives. That's your passion. That drives like this spirit of like, wow, you know, I'm really, I'm really, I'm not just like talking a big game someday. I'm really doing something big, and I'm doing it now. Um, mm-hmm. And but then slowly over time, and it could be anything. It's just going to happen. Just like we want to talk about the children. Oh, there's this like phantom honeymoon phase which I really Mm -hmm. don't believe in anymore but they even tell you that oh there's going to be the honeymoon period and it's that already of course I didn't know it at the time but that already implies that um egregious violation of San Juan right like not even looking for that negativity right but we at our level too as as resource parents we 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 honeymoon too who are we kidding right so Part of it was kind of seeing it um, reflectively in this way of like, oh, I put my best foot forward. I'm, I'm gonna do all these great things and accomplish all this transformation. And um, and then when the day-to-day grind sets in, and um, at the time I, I was not in the military any longer, but my former spouse was, and he was gone all the time and unpredictably. So I planned this first Christmas. I. Um, the kids were about, um, about you know, eight months or so, and I was going to take them all on a ski trip, and none of them had ever skied before. Um, and everything was planned and such and such, and then that first, uh, that, that, like, I guess it was a couple days before, um, he got called off last minute for, like, 90 days overseas, and I was like, I can't do this myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just then it's, that well you know what I got to do it so you're just like I think after all these this fog and friction of just day-to-day life or other things other challenges any resource parent has um, maybe there is a you have your own children and it's superimposed on resource parenting whatever it might be like that passion slowly I think under that pressure cooker um, kind of shows that that outside portfolio and it kind of advertises like in a sense that default setting that Howie talks about a lot mm-hmm. and that default setting really starts to get under this huge spotlight. So instead of, Oh yes, military selfless. Oh, and mental health. I have education and skills. What it became right was this constricted. Um, the honeymoon for me was over, right? I just, 
defaulted to military, the stereotype, right? Control, contain, seek, destroy. And I was all about mm. the punitive. I was all about looking for the enemy out there and the behavior. And I also then, you know, once I found the violation, I would hand it over to the part of me that was the mental health person and then take over from there and just analyze it to death and then complicate it by creating more different charts and points and systems. And now this will be the grand, you know, um, aha moment where things finally feel less chaotic, right? And just I wanted mm-hmm. just for things to feel like I wasn't a total failure in the end of the day and, and um, fear was driving the show and uncertainty and also just this thinking of like, who am I? You know, I'm a stranger to these, these young people. I, I kind of mm-hmm. get why they don't want to listen to me. And, you know, they, they have a, a parent that they're planning to go back to. I'm just, you know, what, who am I? What am I about? What can I accomplish here? Like, what is it even doing? And, um, and it gets inside your head. I felt like sometimes like, um, especially being by myself doing this and being outnumbered um, was really intense. And I felt like I was on the show Survivor, you know, that that phrase they have there in that show, like outwit, outplay, outlast, you know. And it mm-hmm. was my WMDs, right, that was just running awry, my worry, misery, doubt. Um, and it would keep me up at night, and it would just fuel this, like, impending burnout and knowing that I didn't want to have a disrupted placement um, because there is this, um, I know data and research, uh, even Department of Health and Human Services says that if you, if young people or children go into foster care and have only one foster placement while they're in care, um, almost 90% of those um, who can go back home go home, but if it's three or more placements because youth are moving around from home to home because of behaviors, it drops to 34%. Mm. So, um, and I was really committed to this mission of, um, you know, trying to, I didn't know the term at the time, but really fuel and, and feel and build this inner wealth with this, this child and keep them not just surviving and going to school and going through the motions and maintaining in my home, I really wanted more. I wanted to, to build them from within while at the same time they're under this constant uncertainty and this turmoil of mm-hmm. what the system's telling them and the messages of, oh, well, you're coming home this weekend for a visit. No, you're not. And the, all the crisscross of like uncertainty and confusion and the demand of, having to learn fractions or having to learn how to drive a car and how to make friends and explore hidden talents and participate in sports and clubs and all that. So, so that all that was colliding. And I think my fear, you know, my WMDs, I think that it was all in this swirling mess. And I, I realized, wow, you know, this is all this great stuff I thought I had to do. Like, Oh, I'm in the military. I'm like, I'm really capable, and I was in mental health, so I'm really um, able to be understanding um, what's mm-hmm. coming up and working against me. So, and you know what? Right. It was because I was on the outside, right, not that inside. And so when I went to my first return heart training, Howard Glass, it was a one-day training, and I, I sat there, and I was almost, like, looking around, looking behind me, like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> 
is this really, could this be it? Could it Mm. really be this simple? Is it really, like, am I, and I just had this, like, wait, this must be, this this is a secret. If this really works, this is, like, the best-kept secret ever. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have to go through all the trouble to have respect and authority and, and order and, and peace in my home, just like the youth, right? They don't have to go now anymore to all these lengths to be able to be seen and heard. I don't either. Mm. I don't have to go through all that. Um, and it started with me. And at the time, I mean, it, the training was clearly about parenting with the three stands and nurture heart, but it was also just, it had to be at the same level really landing for me internally in my own process of, wow, wait, whoa, like I've really got to return to my essence and, Mm. and just be, and nurture heart gave me permission to do that in a way that no other training. And let's face it. I went to that training. I picked, I needed to get CEUs for my clinical, you know, licensure, right. You have to get all that. But I also mm-hmm. thought, well, I'm going to go to this one because maybe, just maybe, although I thought I knew everything of regarding <laughs> therapeutic parenting and regarding attachment disorder and all the things, you know, but maybe, just maybe this might tell me something I don't know. And, um, and so I don't believe in coincidences. So it was like I was at the right moment for that message as well. So if, you're, if you do, if you're not at that place yet of just desperation where I I, like Howard Foster said, you really got to take it, run with it, and do it like your life depends on it. And my, yeah, that's how, at that point in time, I will tell you, it did. <laughs> my life as a resource parent did depend on that. I was that much at bottom thinking, I don't know. I don't think I can do this anymore. I, I'm failing these, these kids. I really am not, um, pr- you know, proud of, of what is going on. Um, mm-hmm. out there. And of course, on the outside, everyone really thought, oh, wow, look at all the stuff they're doing. Oh my gosh, you have all these different kids in and out. Oh my gosh, you know, but it, no, but on the inside, it was, it was a, it was a hot mess and I knew it mm-hmm. and I didn't want to fake mm-hmm. it anymore. And, um, and like the, the book, I love the Nurture Heart book, Taking a Stand, the Art, Science, and Practice of Resetting. They said, don't fake it till you make it, fake it till you become it. And, you know, I think for me it was about, okay, the simplicity. I'm not going to add artificial sweeteners or nothing to it, right? It doesn't need, like nature. Nature is simple but also so powerful. Um, and Absolutely. I really, yeah, right? And I just started to think about it like um, I thought, oh, wow, reading reality at the level of energy because I was fighting reality. You know, I was fighting mm. reality Again, just like sometimes we criticize the children in care, they think, "Oh no, I not, you know, I'm going back home. My mom says next month I'm going. I'm going back home. She's done her case plan." And that may or may not be true. And you know, for me, I might have been fighting my own reality of like, you know, wow, um, it's not about me, and it's not about this or that. And so I really started to. And like like Einstein, I think he he's a scientist, and um, even at the scientific level, he says about simplicity, right, and about the simple, the better, and 
the more you mm-hmm. don't try to look at the solution at the same level as the problem, then you're, you're, you're halfway there. And so the nurture heart training, when you talked about in the beginning, right, all these intentions and talking about energy before you even get into these stands, like the different how-tos, you really help to explain it like, wow, you know, you really have to get back to that essence of reading reality at the level of energy, just like children do, right? He shows how children are masterful at reading energy in this way. And we kind of lose that over time, you know, just like we lose yeah. a lot of just childhood, like lack of fear and, and um, you know, all those other great things that children have that we sometimes want to kind of um, squash or, you know, tamper mm-hmm. with and, and lessen. Um, so anyway, so that was a huge piece. And okay, so I'm going to read reality. I'm going to go with it. I'm not going to fight it. You know, all energy is fuel. It's not intensity is neither good or bad, nor is energy. So all right, how am I going to do this? And then breaking it down with these three stands. And for me, stand one, you know, not giving energy to negativity. It was a game changer. You know, it immediately, mm-hmm. like in that training, I started to see, oh, 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 like all these options and ideas of things I was getting all wrapped up in. I felt like it changed the game from like whack-a-mole where I was always looking for the next thing that was going to pop up. And Mm. it changed it almost to a sense of this constant, um, more of an unfolding. And it became more like a, like kind of like a leapfrog, you know, from one success to another success. And so, but so the whack-a-mole whole thing um, fueled by my default, right? My background, my training working against me, right? Just, you know, throw all that out. You don't need it. You do mm-hmm. need it. You got you, to, you got you to be there. The children are there because of it. But now you can let that go and you can just be present. So mm. wait, what? You know, and again, I was thinking, no, 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 no. It has got to be more than this because I went to all these years of school and I never heard this and I never, you know, this is so foreign, but I honestly was like, wow, I, I felt like I could actually breathe, like actually sit and breathe a full breath and exhale and not just mm. be like gripping it and white knuckling it through. Wait, I could just be present and, and leaking negativity, you know, not leaking into the future, not worried about what happened yesterday, what might happen tomorrow, but just being present. And can, that helped. Can I ask you a question, yeah. Don? Yeah. How, how did that affect? In the, in the moments when you first started using Nurtured Heart at home, how did the stand one piece of you starting to shift into not giving any more energy to their negativity or your own negativity as well, how did, that, how did they react, your, your children, to that? Did you see an immediate well, change with them? It was immediate. It was immediate. And I, I, I want to... This is the brilliance of it. I mean, because now, I mean, I've done it with with young people I don't really know and in different settings. And it, let me tell you this one thing. I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to go home and I'm just going to, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to immerse in it and I'm going to be it right now to the best I can. Because I really partly was like, wow, if this works, like this is not right. just my survival guide, but this is the roadmap for all of us to really be calm and build all of our inner wealth. It's about all of us and about where we all want to be, no matter where they wind up going in the future. That inner wealth is something they'll be, they'll take with them no matter where they go and what a gift 
to give to myself as well as well mm-hmm. as to people. But yeah, I came home from the training, and um, I had like for instance the the whole um, you know the pickup car battles, right? I, I had to pick up um, one of the boys at the after school care program, and constant, constant every time. Of course, I get calls on the regular, um, a lot of different discipline things had to happen that day, and then all my default was always about on the car ride home, I get it all out of the way, I do all the confrontation, we dish out what's going to happen, how he's going to kind of pay the the consequences that night, and it's all about what, what didn't happen well, and of course the mm-hmm. backpack not having this or, or having still the lunch that got all over it, and you know, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so I just pulled up, and I was still in that, like, that kind of, like, that post, you know, Howard Glasser is such an um, engaging presenter. You're just in that richness of the words, and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm still, I'm riding on the fumes, right, of the greatness mm-hmm. thinking. And I, so that really got me into the, I picked them up, and the, the te- you know, the teacher pulled me to the side and was like, you know, we had a really rough day again, you know. And this child's already been in three different, I mean, I only live in a town so big, there's only so many after-school care programs for um, 12-year-olds, right? So um, I was like, yeah, oh, wow. You know what I noticed, though? Was there this whole part of the day um, transition from the school up until you had to start the homework time? Wow, what was that like? You know, oh, well, no, I don't know. Like, I I didn't even really notice, but he wasn't even ever, I'm like, whoa, that's amazing, because usually transitions mm-hmm. are really a difficult thing, I'm really going to, and it's just right then and there, it right. changed that teacher's perspective of this child, which was, I didn't even realize, again, at the time of, that's another thing, is that nurture heart, that power is just like this, um, ooh, it's like the, it's like nature, right, the, the simplicity of nature, but it can, it can ripple effect through so many areas of mm-hmm. people's lives so changing how you see mm-hmm. things right so yeah and then I got in the car and I'm like wow you got your backpack you put it in the back seat you're already put you're already like you know snapped in like um you know I see that um you uh you came right away when I called you weren't hiding in the little gerbil the life-size gerbil tower um wanted to play another five minutes and 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 it was just like I felt, and it still makes me feel very emotional today. It's like, wow, it just hits you sometimes, right? That that mm-hmm. moment where he felt, oh, my goodness, I feel like that you're, you get me. You're connected with me. You're, you're dialed in. You're dialed into me at a soul level. And wait, I haven't felt that from you since maybe when I, the moments when I first, you know, met you or the, the, you know, the beginning where it's like, wow, I have this child in my home that the state is trusting me with, that this parent has no choice in the matter of how I'm going to treat, his, you know, her son. And I have this, mm. what? It sounds insane. And I honored that, that privilege. And mm, yeah, it was like it just shortcut through all of the BS and I got right back to it. And from there on out, I mean, yeah, game changer, game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started seeing all the ways that the the children were being 
so masterfully resilient and respectful in ways, again, that because it didn't rise to some level of, you know, of my own feeling of uh, worthiness or whatever, you know, in so many ways that I wouldn't have been on that frequency to see. So it's like Mm -hmm. really practicing that San Juan, like really being able to see, oh, wow, okay, Um, you know, I'm reading this reality here and I'm, I'm choosing to see it and shape it in this way. And it's like, it's gravitating to me like a magnet. And then, because Stan wanted to give you that like, whoa, right, that lens. And I felt like I was tapping into like magic powers. I really felt it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never knew my intention. Like you said, intention is your theme of the series. Like, wow, that intention with, the situation of the in, the environment intensity, my intensity, their intensity, and having all that kind of like be refined like a stone in the ocean, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there you see it's locked in, pure inner wealth building right there. Then you go right into that stand two, right, which is really seeing those moments, knowing how to create a success in that moment by your language, by your words, by recognition, and saying it out loud. Wow, I see Look at this. We just got home. I see you already have your your baby in the high chair, and you're checking in on the crock pot, and you've already set the table. Um, and this was a high schooler teen mom, and and hmm. I want to say like, wow, how nice is this to come home to? And the other the boy that they were actually siblings, and he's just like wow, now I see my sister the way I used to see her, you know, when we were, you know, years before where they were actually, you know, in in with their mother together and everything. And it just, it, it, again, it's like that whole other dimension of opportunity that when you're not there in that moment and you're not being fully present, it's like the signal just mm. won't reach you. Um, wow. And so these um, the, the stand to, right? I'm constantly learning and unfolding new levels of appreciation instead of constantly looking for what's going wrong. I'm not looking anymore and I'm leaning in and I'm learning and then I'm just jumping on it and um, infusing that with words, irrefutable words. That's another thing because I thought, Praise, right? And Howard Glasser talks to you about in depth about the difference between praise and recognition, and it was huge for me because I was doing all the praise, but it was almost creating annoyance and resentment by the by the you was hitting those defenses with the children in my home, and mm-hmm. I get it now because on so many levels, you know, I could I could talk a whole hour about the power of recognition and how it's so not praised. And it's really about holding the right. mirror up of this is who I see. The truth is about you, not praying. Wow, you're worthy of being recognized by me for this because I because it's really about me. Um, mm-hmm. And that changed every it's just changed everything. Um, and so I'm I'm rolling with it, right? I'm rolling with one and two, one and two. And I almost forgot about stand three. And I think maybe by design, there's very little time in the one day that you really get to stand three, because that's the only reason why most people come, <laughs> is to get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what do we do if? What do you do about the rules, the consequences? You know, how do you mm-hmm. do this? And, exactly. 
you know, thinking like I always did that that's where the that's where the magic happens in the masterfully thought through, skillful. Oh, I'm gonna get them this time. Oh, they're not. They're gonna get the message this time by whatever it might be, you know. And you realize that a lot of times it's just the consequences and all. It's all further way of leaking negative negativity. And if you're leaking negativity and you're not in the moment, then you're not gonna be able to see the abundance of opportunity to create success, which and too. And then, yeah. And then you're off to the races again with uh, the power struggle about, oh, you didn't brush your teeth and ha-ha, I caught you because, look, I can tell your toothbrush is dry. Or I know you turned the shower water on, but I know you didn't get in it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just this craziness. And I would have never gotten even improvement, I don't think, especially with youth that young people that, you know, aren't yours. They're on loan to you and, and, you know, you're there to help help them feel safe and help them feel they can keep developing as a human being while they're awaiting, hopefully, um, where they want to be, which is back home. Um, I would have never mm-hmm. even gotten improvement because of that. I have I do not have that kind of relationship even. And what this did was cut through all of that barrier. And by me choosing to energize a child for things they were doing right that I kind of took for granted but I had to think well wait if they stopped doing those things would it become a problem and we always have time for the problem and I was like ooh. Mm-hmm. so I really am annoyed that this young person doesn't want to take a shower doesn't want to brush his teeth doesn't want to blah 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 right the hygiene the hygiene and I focus, again, the reality, I was fighting the reality, but I was embracing that reality. Okay, there it is. There's the little, you know, purple dot, green dot there that he talks about. But mm-hmm. the vast white space is, wow, he always shoots up right away, right in the morning, can't wait to get out of bed, can't wait to get on that bus. And even though, like, he struggles in school with socially, academic, everything, and I get calls, he wants to be there. And I just saw it in a whole other way. And in, and in sometimes mm. in the mornings, his exuberance, his exuberance about, and his energy, and everyone said, oh, we have ADHD, oh, okay, why, whatever. But he was just so full of excitement and anticipation of maybe this day will be great. And recognizing all that and recognizing all the little pieces in an irrefutable way. So I'm just reflecting back and describing, here I see you so excited to go to school. And what that tells me about you is that, you know, you love life and you are excited to learn and not, mm-hmm. and you're excited maybe for not knowing what you might have. Um, or maybe, you know, I know you always are, um, he was a, a child that loved um, food was like a big nurturing piece as well. And we used to get into power struggles too about, he loved oatmeal, hot breakfast in the morning, and I was always like, "Look, you're getting, you know, maybe one day a week I can I can muster a hot breakfast, but come on, you know." And then it was like, "Well, mm-hmm. okay, you want oatmeal, but I'm gonna microwave it." No, it was different on the stovetop. It had to be on the stovetop, and it was this thing about, and I could go all the wrong roads about, you know, all whatever labels you want to call that. But on the other hand, wow! Once I started seeing it in this different way, I saw the power also of like now the connection is reopened. Oh my goodness. 
like, <laughs> work, you know, I, you know, the stovetop is, is what we're going to do. Like, there's no question anymore. It doesn't even, like, who, who even knows what meaning beyond that that had. But the little battles you get into or saying, no, it's not going to be this way, it's going to be that way, and honestly, how much extra time is it? Um, just cleared, like fog in the air, just lifted without my effort. So nurture heart mm. becomes this effortless, like almost like a, the, um, the path unfolds, the fog clears, and you might not see the whole destination, but it unfolds enough for you to be able to feel like, oh, wow, like I'm on the road, I'm on, I'm on the way. Um, mm-hmm. And so the stand three thing, the stand three, so that was super important. All stands are equally important, and they really have to be all um, in balance. And sometimes it could be like a firm, like a tripod in the ground. They're all strong and equal length and strength. But sometimes the three stands in chaotic environments and a lot of times in foster care, it feels like you're like surfing a wave on the ocean, like you're surfing, you're surfing the stands, you're surfing the wave, and everything's just kind mm-hmm. of fluid and coming at you at once. But what I learned, and this is what he kind of says, but no one believes, if you do one and two right, <laughs> the need for all the questions you want to ask me are going to go away. And mm-hmm. again, because I was so desperate, my doubt, I, I didn't want to listen to my doubt. That was my gift that day. But I know if you're not, if you're not really desperate, you're going to listen to your doubt and go, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. It's got to be harder as, a, as adults. We want, we just want the hard way to go with everything. We want to, you know, right. do this in so many areas. Right. But no, Right. Again, going back to essence and simplicity and simplicity. Um, yeah. Right. Going with the, that energy, not working against it. So yes, the the power struggles, the issues, um, the things that used to take up my day and night. Like one time, it was a banana. Right. Oh my goodness, here it goes again. You know, <laughs> I know he didn't eat that banana, and I'm gonna find evidence. He's telling me to my face, no, I ate it. Well, where's the peel? Oh, um, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I guess, it, I, guess uh, I don't know. I guess it's in the trash. Well, which trash? Let, let me tell you. I look back on that, and I'm like, wow. First of all, like, maybe he didn't want it. Maybe his body didn't even need it. Maybe he, maybe for whatever reason, he didn't feel safe to tell me because I kind of wasn't a safe person at that moment in time. And now it's like, oh, all right, did you eat your banana? I think it's important to have fruit, well-balanced meals, da 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 And if he's like, yep, and then I'm taking out the trash later and I go, hmm, I don't see the banana peel. I wonder what's going on with that. It's done. It's over. We're on to the next moment. Um, you know, in a sense, he had to reset himself. And you know what? Honestly, I will tell you, too, it's so funny because – after you really get the flow of the three stands, like like the problem, let's say, with the, the, the hygiene. I wasn't focused on the hygiene, but I was building it her wealth in all the dimensions of ways that maybe even annoyed me for some time, right? But but became mm-hmm. huge, like way, like, wow, this, this child is brimming, brimming with success, overflowing with success that I never really noticed and really upheld before and all the things. So – all that being upheld and noticed, 
I remember one day. All right, hey, you know what? Oh, I, you know, it's almost eight o'clock. We got to get shower time. Let's get going. And he was up and done and out. No stomping on the floor. No this, no that. And it was over and done. And I didn't even think about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. Remember this? This is the new thing I'm taking for granted. Like you just went in there and got a shower, and I know because your hair smells like shampoo and it's <laughs> wet. And um, look at this. Um, but it did start. It started with. I had the, the charts and all that. At the end of the day, we went through and, you know, we give we give out the points and such and such. And that night, right, that's another thing. Nurture Heart, you can take it that day and with one-day training, that's all I had to run with it. I Right that night, I said, wow, look at all these things we're going to look at tonight before we um, read and before we go to bed. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm going to look at only the things I noticed today that I really want to kind of shout out. And... You know, I think that that might be more important with our time. And just those shifts, and that stands right, um, made, made all the difference. And when you're, when you're, it's all game in, game on, right? When you're all in and you're, your life is this rich time in, time on, game in, game on, and you're busy and you're engaged and we're doing stuff, and, and when the little blips happen, it's almost like you know what to do. You don't need an external system to say, wait, mm-hmm. well, let's look at the chart. Let's, yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. big things would happen, big challenges, you know, and um, really serious situations would come up. And a lot of, uh, you know, some situ- some situations that some children, like, really um, were unsafe, you know, really the stakes are high. Um, right. But it's almost like you have that awareness and that, confidence and you, you have that thinking of like what it's really about and now looking at them I mean they're um, um, grown and older and their inner wealth is just locked in I want to say I think they've outpaced me I got to keep working at it I got to keep mm. working on inner wealth and we're notching it up and all that and and they just have such a, a a moral compass of greatness and certainty and, um, but humility. And I'm just like blown away, like blown away. So Mm, yeah, such a beautiful story. I I mean, I could, I could have just sat, I did just sit back and listen and I was completely engaged in every word that came out of your mouth and not just engaged like, Oh, this is interesting, but engaged on a level of, human connection like it, it it's so all uh, you're seeing it from the perspective and sharing with the world right now from the perspective of hey this is about human connection we all have to connect and we have found through the nurtured heart approach the way to do that the way the one way that that goes against all barriers the biggest barriers that are often often in front of us per, it in, um, get provided to us by the, you know, when you're a foster parent. I mean, that's one of the most challenging life situations you can put yourself in, while also one of the most rewarding, but and transformative, um, but not easy, not easy. And so I, you know, I just, I just was in awe of listening to you show us how much it is about that connection piece and that that's all that matters is seeing that reality of how can I connect with this person on a, on a level that is meaningful 
and impactful to them and sees them for who they are and not for all the negative choices they're making because of their negative life situation. So I'm just so grateful to you for sharing this story. Um, I, I really, I, I think that um, the nurtured heart approach for a foster parent is a gift. It's a true gift. And I think that you shared that gift with us today. Um, and I love what you said about how it's not, um, nurtured heart isn't just a survival guide. I love that. First of all, because I feel like um, so often when foster parents become a foster parent, in the beginning at least, it feels like that. It's just survival. How do I survive? And it's, the youth feel that way. You know, they're in that mode as well. Um, so Nurtured Heart isn't the survival guide. It's that roadmap, like you said, Don, to building inner wealth. And when you build that inner wealth, you create relationships. And when you create relationships. Absolutely it opens up a world of joy and gratitude that you may not have seen before or been able to see before. So um, I, I just am so, I, I just loved, loved hearing your story and I thank you for sharing it with us. Do you have any, um, it's, it's crazy how fast the time went and it's time for us to wrap up the show here, but before we do, do you have any parting gifts that you'd like to leave with our foster parents out there about the nurtured heart approach? Um, to help support them with living with intention? Mm. Wow. Well, you know what? I, just, I found a quote recently from uh, on Facebook, actually. I wanted to just share it. I think maybe it'll just yeah. capture. I don't know. It just really landed for me. And um, I think it was universally maybe speak to, um, well, you know, those that are fostering and um, those that are have other challenges and journeys with parenting. But that's yeah, from this, um, it's a, yoga master, um, Raghunath, and he says, parenting is a tricky one. I have to love with all my heart, but I have to be detached as I don't own any of them. To the degree I'm detached, I suffer when they don't fulfill my expectations. They are not mine, even if they look like us, act like us, and even if they are actually born from our body. Parenting is the ultimate spiritual practice of loving selflessly as there may be no tangible return on investment, except making us selfless lovers, preparing us for our spiritual bodies. And I just, I don't know, give me chills. And I really feel like that essence, you know, and what it's all about. And, mm -hmm. you know, what, no matter what you do with being a part of young people's lives in any capacity, aunt, uncle, neighbor, you know, it's all about that, isn't it? It's all about that you know, we don't really, you know, we're all on our journey together and it's all about, you know, finding that way to, like you said, tap into that relationship to make that connection right. and help another person build their own inner wealth for their journey. Absolutely. Beautiful. I loved that quote. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Well, just a reminder for our listeners, you can go to our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. For more information on trainings in your area and for some free resources. And just a special thank you to my guest, Don Kowalczyk, and to everyone listening. And don't forget the joy in your journey. <laughs>